Well, good morning again. We're going to go ahead and get started. We're looking... at freedom for this month. And today we're concluding our month-long look at freedom and how that freedom applied to us as Christians. Now, we are blessed enough to live in a country where we have all kinds of freedom. Sometimes I think we have the freedom to get ourselves into too much trouble. You know? But what I want us to understand and what we've been looking at this month is that the freedom that the world may give us is a little different than the freedom that we have from Christ. I read this somewhere and I kind of liked it. I thought it was catchy. You see, the freedom we get from Christ is the freedom from sin, not the freedom to sin, which is a lot of times what the freedom of the world has given us. Well, it doesn't matter what the Bible says. We're telling you it's okay, is basically what seems to be happening lately, right? But for us, we want to understand whom the sun sets free is free indeed. If we haven't been set free by the Son, by Christ, then we are actually still slaves. Slaves to sin, slaves to death. And that if we have not been set free by Christ, there is no hope for us. We kind of looked this month at what freedom meant. How we were set free from the past, from our mistakes, from the things of this world, from the things that may keep us from God. And like we said, we've been set free from death, which is the price of sin. We've been referring to that scripture whom the sun sets free, and we've been referencing Galatians. The freedom in Christ. That freedom in Christ, though, is not just a freedom from our sin, but it also means that we need to be obedient to the laws of God. Galatians 5, verses 13 through 15 say this. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out for you. We'll be destroyed by each other. Takes us to our final 
point, our final freedom. We've been freed from our past. We've been freed from our sin. We've been freed from stress and burden and anxieties. And we've been free to be able to serve and help others. How far would you be willing to go to help someone? How much would you be willing to help someone? And would you be willing to risk your life or your freedom to aid somebody else? If someone needed you, even though your schedule was packed, would you brush them off for later? Or would you stop what you're doing to help them? Sadly enough, we are living in a society that is growing and growing to focus more on self than others. And I'm not saying that putting yourself first is evil, and sometimes you need to make sure that you take care of yourself. You need to make sure that you take care of your health. You need to make sure that you take care of your basic needs before you can help somebody else, because if you're sick, either physically or even spiritually, then how can you help somebody else? If you are still a slave to sin, you can't be helping other people win their freedom. If you are still a slave to the things of the world, you can't help deliver someone else. But once we have been delivered, we are called to be of service to others, to serve them and to help them. And by doing so, help them secure their own freedom in Christ by our ministry to them. Now, reminded of a story in the Bible about a paralyzed man who him and his friends had heard Jesus was coming. They said, if we could just get him to Jesus, he'd be healed. But when they got there, the crowd was intense and they couldn't break through. They didn't think they were ever going to be able to reach Jesus until the four friends came up with an idea. They cut a hole in the roof and they lowered their friend down. And their friend was healed. Now, those four friends had the freedom of movement. They could use their legs. They could walk. They could use their arms by carrying their friend. Their friend had become a slave to the mat he was stuck laying on. Because he couldn't move away from it. But yet his four friends who had freedom already used their freedom to get to Jesus and to get their friend to Jesus. 
we may overestimate our freedom of movement. But his friends made the decision that they were going to use what they had to help their friend. They didn't have to. They could have said, well, Jesus looks super busy. The line to see Jesus looks at the line at Walmart on Black Friday. Maybe we should just come back the day after. Or maybe if Jesus is going to do a video conference, we can just call in. Kind of like shopping online on Black Friday, you know. Just call him for the blessing kind of thing. His friends didn't do that. They took extreme measures. They exercised the freedom they had of being able to climb and move about. And in doing so, were able to help their friend find that same freedom. But what did that friend also find? He found Jesus. So when we use our freedom in Christ to help others, we may be helping lead them to the Lord. Philippians 2, 1 through 4 says, If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then Make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in the spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of conceit, but in humility consider others, there's that word, others, better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to, not to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. We're called to the freedom to serve one another in tenderness and compassion, being one with the Spirit. And looking to the need of others. How many of us have ever helped somebody do something and then enjoyed it? We were blessed because we helped somebody else. When we use our freedom wisely, for instance, when we use that freedom to bless other people, then we are blessed then we experience joy. Too many times we underuse or overuse the basic freedom of the freedom of choice, of will of the fact that we can do what we want. Do things we shouldn't. Or to avoid doing things we know we should. The story of the Good Samaritan. The 
found in Luke chapter 10. Jesus says this, in verse, starting in verse 27. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. There's that word again. There's that passage, right? That was the answer to the question of what we should do to get everlasting life, which is the reward, the, what we get from our freedom from sin. When we're free from the wages of sin, the price of sin, which is death, we get everlasting life. But in order to fully appreciate that freedom, those were the commands that Jesus was giving. To love God and to love others. Now in Luke, a little further down, starting in verse 29, they ask a different question of Jesus. They go, well... And the versions normally say neighbor. It says, who are those other people you're talking about? Do you literally mean everyone? Or do you mean, you know, my neighbor? The guy who lives across the street from me and the guy who lives beside me. And maybe the guy who lives two miles away from me. But, I mean, is there a mile radius circumference that we're dealing with here? And Jesus tells them the parable of the Good Samaritan, the story of the Good Samaritan. About the man going down to Jerusalem from Jericho who fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him, and left him for dead. Now a priest happens to be walking down the street. And here, he fails to appropriately use his freedom of choice, his free will. And instead of stopping to help the other person, what does he do? Crosses to the other side of the street to get away from him. We don't want to be near that, or we don't want them to make eye contact and ask us for money, so we cross to the other side of the street, right? They look a little sketchy. They look a little creepy. We don't know. There's just something about them. We're a little scared for our lives. So we cross to the other side of the street to get away from them. Then a Levite comes down that road. Sees the man. And yet again, uses his free will to avoid the situation. A freedom to serve others. The priests and the Levite were even called to serve others. But they used their free will to get out of it. Finally, a Samaritan comes. If anybody... should be able to say, you know what, I want to use my free will 
and avoid a situation that I don't necessarily need to be in. Because between the Samaritan and the injured party, who was an Israelite, they had a beef. They did not get along. But do you know what that passage reminds me of, that Samaritan stopping? How many of you guys have social media? Did you guys see that photo that went viral of a black police officer helping a member of the KKK off to the side of the street because he was passing out from heat stroke, so he stopped to help him? He didn't have to. If anyone would have had a beef with him, it would have been that guy. But he took the good Samaritan approach and used the freedom he had and the calling he had to help serve and protect to do exactly that, to help someone in need. We're called to do the same, people, as Christians. I'm not saying we should use that free will to actively make stupid choices that may cost our life. But listen to God's voice in your heart. If he is telling you to help, then he is going to provide a way. If he is bringing that person to your attention, he is probably doing it for a reason. Someone was telling me earlier that he doesn't give us more than we can handle, right? If he calls you to help somebody, then he has a plan. Let us use our freedom to serve others according to what God's will for us is. The Good Samaritan took care of this guy. Even though the people, the Israelites, did nothing but call the Samaritan people names and talk trash about them. Although the Samaritans, not necessarily this guy, but some of them were doing the same thing. Does that not sound like a little bit of what's going on nowadays? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Israelites and Samaritans running around. Some people are talking smack about each other. We as Christians are called to use our free will, our freedom to serve others and to show that no matter what, we are all the same for we are children of God. The Samaritan's like, you take care of this guy. However much money you need, however much money you spend on taking care of him, don't you worry, I'll settle up the bill when I come back. He leaves him enough money that actually should cover it. And then he says, if you spend more, I'll give you more. If you need more, you can count on me. Giving freely. Serving freely. Putting others' needs before our own. It's the second thing when we have the freedom to serve others. To love others as we would love ourselves. 
but at sometimes we are called to even put their needs before our own. How many of you guys have ever heard the phrase of people who give you the shirt off their back or the shoes off your feet? Putting someone else's need above your own. We mentioned that Jesus is the one who taught us to pray. And when we're praying, to ask that it's not our will or our wants to be done, but the will of the Lord. That we've been granted freedom, and we even have free choice to do whatever we want. But we will enjoy our freedom the most when we use that free choice to follow the will of the Lord. And Jesus set the perfect example of that for us. Matthew 26, 39. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. If you know anything about the Easter story, you know that right before he's arrested, that's where he withdraws to. To pray. And as he's praying there, Verse 39 says, going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me. What cup was he talking about? Well, he knew what was coming. His death on the cross. But then he said this. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Later he even says the same thing in verse 42. Not my will, but thine be done. You see, when Jesus was here on earth, he too, as a human, had the same freedoms we did. The freedom of choice. To do whatever we want. But he knew what his death on the cross would mean for the world. He knew. And so he freely chose to do what had to be done so that we could all share freedom in Christ. So that we could be free from the price of sin. The wages of sin is death. But we have hope. Freedom from death. From sin. because of what Jesus chose to do for others. 
let us be willing to serve other people. First Corinthians 10:24 says, "No one should seek his own good but the good of others." Romans 15:1 through3 kind of says the same thing that we shouldn't please ourselves, but we should please our neighbors. For even Christ didn't do whatever he wanted. He instead used his free will to follow God's plan for his life. So the question today is, are you using your freedom wisely? Have you claimed it for yourself? Because you can't share it. You can't tell someone else about it. If you're still bogged down with it. It's like being handcuffed and trying to use the key on somebody else before you use it on yourself. We need to make sure that we are free. Free in Christ. And then when we are, we can use that freedom. To serve one another. To serve others. To put others before ourselves. And in doing so, when we do that, we will truly be able to experience the joy and celebration that comes. That is ours when the Son has set us free indeed. Are you free this morning? Do you know somebody in your life who needs to be free? Who's struggling with sin, whatever sin that may be, who have something in their lives that's holding them back from having a relationship with God. From being able to follow the will of the Lord. Are you following God allowing him to use you as an example when people look at you do they know that you've been free in Christ because that's one of the most powerful testimonies we have He has come to set the captive free. To be light in darkness. But if people still think that we're shackled down, they're not going to want to know and they're not going to believe what we tell them about the freedom that's theirs in Christ. We can tell people about it all we want. But if they don't see it evident in our own lives, then our testimony is just words.
and in today's society, words don't necessarily mean a whole lot. Because they're not always true. People look at actions more. And so do your actions reflect that you are free? Do you know someone that you need to share that freedom with? And sometimes the simplest way is just to let them see that you've changed. Let them notice that your chains are gone. That you've been set free from them. That there's nothing holding you back or holding you down. There is joy in freedom and there is joy in serving others and helping them understand that freedom. But if we use our freedom just to think about ourselves, then they're never going to know a difference. We're going to have a quiet moment in prayer. Take this opportunity to claim that freedom if you haven't already. That freedom from sin. From being a slave to sin and death. And claim the freedom that is everlasting life. Take this opportunity to be in prayer that the Lord use you as an example, as a servant, that you may be able to share that freedom with others, that you may be able to serve others. And even use this time in prayer to pray for somebody or for someone's. Who may need to experience the freedom that comes from being set free in Christ. That if it's you that God has called to minister to them. that he show you the way and show you the words needed to be able to reach them. But that he be moving in their hearts too so that when you do talk to them that they are receptive. Heavenly Father, you tell us whom the sun sets free is free indeed, and we thank you for the freedom we have 
the freedom in our life, Lord, and the freedom from death to live eternally. And Lord, help us to use that freedom wisely, to not take advantage of it or to abuse it as a path to do whatever we want, Lord, but instead use it as a freedom to serve you and to serve others. Lord, be with us. Help us, guide us, and direct us so that we may use our freedom and service to you. We ask these things all through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.